0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Starting at childcare is a new experience for both parents and their children. Up until that point, chances are they were being cared for in your home. You may have been the sole carer. And putting them in daycare may raise a number of conflicting emotions. Excitement at the new opportunities for them, worry that they will settle in okay, guilt that you're leaving them, and possibly liberation that you can get to leave them. Dr. Kate Highfield is an early childhood education specialist at Early Childhood Australia, and she has some tips on how to make the transition to childcare easier for both you and your child. Hi, Kate. How are you?
1: Hi, you? It's so lovely to be back. Thanks for yes.
0: having me. Yes. Let's start with the first day. Have you got any tips on how to handle that one?
1: Well, I have to, I have to say, I think the first day starts before the first day. And, and I'm speaking as a mum now. I've got a, a baby who's going to be one on Saturday who's in currently in daycare. Um, and thank goodness she's in daycare. That makes me <laughs> a, a better mother, um, I have to say. So I think it actually starts uh, before uh, children start care, and and this is coming from both me as a parent, but also coming from 10 years as an educator and 10 years as a researcher in this space. That really, that first day, for the first day to be successful, you have to have had a few day zeros. You know, the days before where you're really planning uh, to choose, to first of all choose the right service for your child, and and for your family, but then also preparing your child for when they start. So for me, that means starting with some practice days, um, and with my baby, I started with a graduated program so we both went to visit for a few days then she went to visit and had an hour there by herself then two hours by herself and then she started her first day so for me that first day of care comes with all of that planning in advance.
0: And I'm Did it make it easier, Kate, as a parent, not as an educator, did it make it easier when you had put all those things in place before the first day?
1: Absolutely. Because I knew by being in the service for that sort of hour or so with the child that I knew that their quality was high. I knew that their interactions with my daughter were going to be very uh, appropriate and they they matched my values. And so I I trusted them from that first day. And trust is so important when you're leaving your most precious uh, thing with another person, um, so that graduated approach was really helpful for me okay. and I think the research says that it's a really important <laughs> thing for carers and for the children. Absolutely.
0: And now um, speaking of drop off so you've got the first day, as you mentioned, you had a graduated approach to that and the child got used to the centre as did you. When you continue to with daycare and kids start to realise, hold on a minute, this isn't just for an hour, this is for the whole day, mm-hmm. drop-offs can be a little bit fraught. Um, mm-hmm.
1: How can they be done well? Okay, so my first tip here is that when you're going, that you actually talk positively about care. So you're going to have a great day at care today. Um, children will often reflect our emotions. So if we are stressed or some, about something, they will reflect that. So if you're anxious, they will reflect that. So if you make statements such as, oh, I'm going to miss you while you're at daycare today, your child is going to reflect that. So at least in our outward speech with our child, we have to be positive about their day. You're going to have a great day playing with the children today and, oh, isn't it going to be exciting? You've got this for lunch. And even from birth, from, you know, my daughter's started at at less than six months to be really positively speaking about their time there so that uh, from the child's perspective, there's something to look forward to. And then when they drop off, you need when you drop off, you need to make sure that there's something that they want to do, whether that's a favourite educator to go to or a favourite toy or a favourite area of the room or even another child. Um, You know, oh, great, isn't it exciting such and such is here today too, and having that Positive drop off is just so important. Um, that that piece starts for me in the car. Oh, it's exciting! You're going to childcare today, uh, and then it continues through the drop off approach, where you then have to be prepared to say goodbye confidently, and hold back your tears if you're feeling anxious. Um, you know, it's it's very tempting to sneak out or, or tempting to be upset as you leave, but we do have to put on that positive face for our children and say, have a great day and and leave confidently so that your child has the understanding that you also feel confident about their space here.
0: Every time I think of this, and I've spoken to lots of people about starting at childcare, um, and that is that message of being positive and happy when you leave them, and, and you know, so you're not transferring your own fears and worries to them. But I'll never forget, I heard one, it was a documentary, I think, that um, Jane Caro made, and it was about uh, boys and their mothers and an adult man remembered when he was a child turning around and saying goodbye to his mum and seeing how happy he was and his whole world was falling apart because she was leaving him and he always thought that she was happy to leave him so I'm wondering, is it okay, even though you've got that positive face, to say to them, look, I'm going to miss you today but you're going to have a good day and, and to acknowledge that you're sad to leave them even yeah. if you're, you know
1: I think I think there's a really fine balance mm. um, you know, particularly uh the research in schools is quite strong that if you if you think, if the child thinks that their mother is going to miss them, that they may pine for you during right. the day. So we, we have to be, have that balance of, you know, it's sad for me to go, but you're going to have a great day. And, and I think really focusing in on the positive is important because... This is for many women not a choice that they're making, uh, because they, they want to be child free, um, although I'm sure we all want to be child free for a little while. Um, you know, many of us are making it for, making that drop off for an economic imperative. We have to work and so we have to have our child in care. Um, and so, you know, that's, it's a, it's a challenge, isn't it? And I think being honest is important.
0: And there is something to be said in doing it quickly, isn't it? Like you said, don't sneak out. They need to see you say goodbye, but also you don't want to make it a lingering farewell, do you?
1: No, and it's a reminder that I'll be back this afternoon or I'll be back after lunch or whenever it's going to be. And children don't necessarily understand I'll be back at five o'clock, but it it could be I'll be back after afternoon tea or I'll be back at pick-up time so they understand what is happening. Um, And that also gives the educators a chance to remind them of, of that language you know and if you've got a, a slightly older child then it's explaining the clock and I'll be, about, I'll be back after the clock says five or whatever it might be um, but I'm the, helping them understand that they're, they're not there forever yes. <laughs> someone, someone will be back and whether that's your partner or grandparent or someone else you know being really articulate about, about that.
0: And you mentioned um, one of the things that parents can do is work out if there is a favourite educator in the centre that your child really loves when you when you land at drop off. How can early educators themselves help with
1: that particular time of day? Yeah, so there's there's some interesting work being done about the importance of uh, relationships with children, uh, and we know that uh, parent interactions and educator interactions with children are just vital. They're a great indicator of quality care when there's good interactions. But we also know that sometimes uh, children are are more bonded, I guess. Uh, uh, They have a better relationship with one or two key educators. And some services call that a key educator approach. So helping the educators to understand and helping your child to understand that their favourite people will be there is important. Uh, And, and Facilitating that drop off. So, you know, my daughter particularly likes one carer, um, and so I will often say, "Oh, great!" Um, And I'll we'll we'll call her Sharon. We'll say, "Great, Sharon's here today. Oh, let's go and sit with Sharon." And I will literally take my daughter to that carer just to help reinforce that relationship. It's also great to have good conversations with with your educators so that the educators know that you, you really appreciate their relationship with your child and that they're, you're deliberately doing this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that uh, little Jimmy particularly likes working with you, so I'm bringing him to you. That sort of gives you the option, gives you as a parent the option to talk to the educators, but also gives the educators the option to talk with you about how they're forming relationships with your child and how uh, your child is working within their context, because really as a a parent, so much of what we're doing is around trust, trusting that the service is high quality, that they're um, meeting or exceeding the national quality standards and then obviously trusting that your child is uh, being educated in their care. So, you know, if you, you, if you as a parent start those conversations, then sometimes that's helpful to continue that trust building relationship.
0: I know that for many parents, when if they were the sole carer, when they take their child to daycare, one of the most challenging things is that they once were across every single little detail of the day. You know, how many times they went to the toilet and yeah. what kind of things they were doing during the day and what they ate for lunch. Uh, I'm not saying that parents still want to be across that kind of detail, but what is the sort of feedback that parents should expect to get back from their center I know many have the the sort of digital way of communicating with um, you know photos of what's happening in the day I mean what what do you think is a good level of feedback
1: yeah so it's really important that we can have honest conversations with uh, our 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 services, and and that we can have get the feedback that's appropriate for your child. So, my child being under one, I'm not so much interested in her educational progress at the moment, although she's making amazing educational pro- progress. I'm really interested in the basic care arrangement. So, I want to know when did she sleep, when did she wake up, uh, you know, what were her nappies like, and what did she eat for the day. So, my service keeps a record of all of that, and I at pick up have the option of being able to access that, whether that be in a printed form or through a digital documentation approach. Um, What we have to do as parents is to explain what information we want to know. So if you've got a child who you're interested in their play experiences and who they played with, then on pickup, we should be saying, so who did he play with today? Or uh, where did she play in in the service today? And educators will always know what's happened or know who to ask, who's been working with your child. And those uh, pieces of information, whether they be about their educational work or their play, uh, should absolutely be available for you uh, for your records and for you to see each day um, or to have it disseminated to you through a digital format. And those records should be about their education, but also about those basic care facilities, which is so important, particularly if you've got very young children.
0: Kate, sometimes issues can arise. I mean, it might be, as you mentioned, the way they sleep or the time they sleep during the day, which is quite... Basic sort of stuff, but then there can be other things. I remember one of my friends in my mother's group; her daughter got this terrible bite on her cheek from another child, um, and it was kind of it was kind of awkward and unexpected. I mean, how can parents address these problems when they happen?
1: Oh, it is so important to feel that we can actually have uh, have good conversations. Uh, My daughter falls over all the time at the moment. She's just standing up and, you know, she's constantly got a bump. Services are required to notify us of injuries and of those sort of uh, accidents that happen. And every service will have a different policy around that, whether that means that they'll ring the parents or give them some paperwork at the end of the day. But as an educator, we also have to make sure that we have a good relationship with parents so that we can communicate about other facts that might not be documented in that form in a sort of formal way Um, whether that be how a child interacts with another person or even their sleeping habits and how they go to sleep or the sleep routines Um, you know that relationship between parents and educators is such a vital aspect to quality services and being involved in that um, both as an educator but also as a parent is so important and I think for me as a parent stepping into a different role I realised the importance of my relationship here, that I have to actually actively engage with educators to ask the questions that matter to me. Um, My daughter is currently biting everything, (laughs) (laughs) and so I've opened that conversation and said, I'm a bit worried that she's currently biting everything. Could you let me know if there's anything I could do? So we have a collaborative approach. Um, A month ago, we were worried about her sleep routine, and so having those conversations about, well, what is her sleep routine at home so there's consistency in care you know I think we have to facilitate whether you're an educator or a parent that open relationship so you can feel like you can have those conversations
0: and finally what can parents do at home to soften the transition to daycare let's say it's a split it's maybe it's not Monday to Friday let's say they do three days a week or
1: something like that yeah. And for me, that's about positive uh, planning and positive conversations. So, um, you know, many families have the, the week on the on weekly calendar up displayed somewhere, maybe on the fridge, and you can actually say, oh, it's Monday today, it's a daycare day, and then tomorrow you'll be at home with me, so that we can actually start those conversations about what happens in our regular routine. The other piece with that is, is to have a routine. So in my house, nothing works unless it's packed the night before, and so I pack the daycare bag the night before, and, and I get that ready, and I say, We're going to, you're going to daycare tomorrow, so let's check you've got the things we need in here, uh, so that there's that pre-emptive and routine-based approach. The other piece that I'd encourage parents to do is to read books about children going to daycare, to talk about going to daycare and even to have uh, conversations about what they might do at daycare tomorrow um, so that there's some, some conversations around what is going on in your educational context.
0: Kate, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. That was Dr Kate Highfield from Early Childhood Australia.